0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola, thank you for joining me. The title of today's episode is Abide in Him and it's a continue, continuation of, of yesterday's um, musing where we talked about abiding in His presence and I came to the conclusion at the end that I needed to go further, you know, just really spend some time on this whole concept of abiding. And what I said yesterday was that I wanted to abide in God's presence and not drift in and out. I just wanted to be there all the time. And so this is just a continuation of that. And thankfully, I found a lot of scriptures, you know, talking on this abiding in Him. A lot of them were in John, both the Gospel John and the First John. Um, you know, the the second books of John that He He wrote after the passing of Jesus and, um, yeah, and then there were a few others that I put in, I am not likely to finish it all today, I may break it up a bit, because I want to give time to sort of, like, meditate in it, and I don't want to rush it for myself, so we may continue on a third and final part tomorrow, but, um, yeah, so, I just really want to know what it means to abide in God's presence, because I honestly, like I said, don't want this yo-yo lifestyle of You know, popping in and out. I have seen the difference that God's presence makes in my life, and I want it to be more of a 24 7 thing than something that just happens every now and then. So, if Jesus says, I want to, if Jesus says we can abide in Him, one thing I know about God is that He will never tell us to do something that He knows that we cannot do. So, if it's an expectation, then that means that He's given all the ability for me to be able to do it what is probably missing is my understanding of how i can't do that so this is me you know working on that understanding And which better place to look for the understanding but in the word of God. And we hope and pray that and we ask that the Holy Spirit accompany us on this journey. And that, you know, you teach us just like the word of God says, just like Jesus said, you are our teacher that you will teach us all that we need to know. You will bring everything to our remembrance. And you provide this, you know, the revelation, the wisdom, the understanding that we need to really understand, you know, what we need to do to be able to abide um, um, in, in God's presence and in Jesus and in Christ and in God at all times like the word says so thank you for joining me we're going to be talking about abiding me the headline scripture let me just read that now um, John 15 verse 4 and there are many of them but I'll just take this one Jesus was speaking to his disciples and he said abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine so neither can you unless you abide in me verse 5 I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit for apart from me, you can do nothing. Yeah. So thank you for joining me. We'll musing on that in a moment. Thank you. So Jesus said that he's the vine. And where are the branches, and it says, "He who abides in Him as the branch, and He in that person, that that person will bear much fruit. I will bear much fruit, because apart from Him I can do nothing." Maybe I know that one for sure. <laughs> I, I really know that for sure. But he says, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can I unless I abide in him. Okay, so that's fine. I know that and I get that. I get the fact that except I abide in Jesus as the vine, I cannot do anything. You know, it's not possible. You know, I can't do anything. I can't. I can't. All of the power, all of what, all the goodness, all of the virtue that is in Christ. I am only, I only have access to it when I abide in the vine. And abide means to dwell, to live in, to reside But then how do I do this okay so let's move on John 15 6 to 9 says if anyone does not abide in me he is thrown away as a branch and dries up and they gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned but if you abide in me and my words abide in you you will ask whatever you will and it will be done unto you in this is my father glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples just as the father has loved me i have also loved you abide in my love so this is interesting jesus says here that first of all anyone that doesn't abide in him is thrown away as a branch and dries up they are gathered and they are cast into the fire and that's a consistent theme that we see throughout you know the scriptures um, we, we, we jesus says that in many shapes of form you know the the, the ships are the goats. those that do not do the things that you know that do not you know do the things that he had commanded you know i mean almost everything he said talked about what would happen to the people who you know did not believe his words and didn't follow him so that is consistent we do know that that casting and burning into the fire even the parable of the of the tires, the same thing it says you know the tires, the ones that were sown by the enemy in the kingdom they were cast out and burnt into fire at the end of the world so that's fine but for those who will abide in jesus and those whose words abide in him so there's a promise of answered prayers and so maybe this is now i think jesus explaining what he meant in the earlier verses when he says abide in me so abide in jesus means that his words abide in me so his words find home in me his words find home in me and i think other scriptures will talk about it and it says such a person that as I, I i i make his words abide in me whatever i ask of him it will be done for me. Of course, it does whatever I ask, according to His will. So there is a fellowship that that comes. There's an access. There is a twenty-four-seven glory, presence, and power that is available to me as I abide in Christ. And then His words abide in me. That's abiding in Christ. I will still. I understand when His words are abide abiding me. That's when they find whom I, you know, I confess, I declare, I keep the word. But I still want to. I, whether that is then what makes me abide in Him. I think abiding in Him is about you know being in christ first of all as a believer but then let's let's just let me read the scriptures let me not start musing first so first john 2 28 says now little children abide in him so that when he appears we may have confidence and not shrink away from him in shame at his coming so abide in him again so that when he appears another scripture has said that it is the people that have done the things that god has commanded are the ones that will be happy to see him when he returns so there seems to be something about abiding in christ and obeying his word and doing the things that are pleasing in his sight as well as letting his words abide in me they're all one and the same so the words abiding in me and me abiding in the word yeah i think that is it okay so john 8 31 says if you continue in my word then you are truly disciples of mine so this is now Jesus talking about continuing in his word. And that means walking in his word, living by his word, doing his word, forsaking all for his word, putting his word first. So those are his disciples. So yes, if you abide, if you continue. So, and this is that Jesus knew he was living. So he's saying, it's not what you do when you're in front of me that counts. But what you do when I am away, when I'm with my father in the heaven. And how you are able to continue in that same word, in the same way that i would have done it when i was on earth so john second john 1 verse 9 says anyone who does not abide in the teaching of christ does not have god the one who abides in the teaching he has both the father and the son so i think we need to yeah i think at this point i can just nail this down and say so there's definitely something about abiding in the teachings and that's about my walk my daily walk w-a-l-k how i walk in in every day and, you know, I I, I I take care to do everything that the word of God says, which is love God, love thy neighbor as thyself, manifesting the fruits of the Spirit, patience, kindness, temperament, um, temperance, perseverance, walking in faith as well, you know, and not walking by sight, setting my heart on things above. So, so I, there's that, so there's the word of God abiding in me, finding home in me. And that, that means chasing away everything that is not of him, bringing every every thought into the captivity of the imagination of Christ, allowing the word of God to just permeate my my soul, the way I do things, my imaginations, my perspectives, my lifestyle, my mindsets, my attitude, my behaviors, and then also walking accordingly. So Colossians 2 verse 6 says, Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Okay, so this continues to talk about walking in Jesus, abiding in the teaching of Jesus, you know, continuing in his word like Jesus said. Colossians 3.13 says, Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Okay. Hmm. This is, I don't know. I just have to, I, I'm trying to keep up with, I, it's just like I should just have some moments of silence, but I obviously can't do that on the podcast, but there is something. So, abiding in Christ is about abiding in his teachings, continuing in his word. That's what Jesus wanted more than anything. He he didn't want us to be flash-in-the-pan Christians. He didn't want me to be a yo-yo Christian. He wanted me to be consistent in my fellowship, in my meditation, in my reverence, in my obedience to the word of God. And, and we know what that is, the written word of God. And he says that, as I continue in his word, I am his disciple. And he says that he himself, as I continue in his word he will also abide in me and we will have fellowship with one another whatever i ask of the father in his name it to be done for him and then as i'm doing that colossians 3 13 says i then need to keep my focus on things and be seeking things that are above that's things in where Christ is seated at the right hand of God so whatever is God's agenda aha, I think that's where we're going so whatever it is that is God's agenda because when he says set my heart on things above seeking the things above how do I know what they are thinking above if God is not revealing it unto me so definitely there's a Holy Spirit aspect to this here as well as the written word of God because the, the written word of God will give me what God's agenda is generally and generically which I can get, you know, it talks about going into all the world, teach the gospel to everyone, you know, love thy neighbor as thy friend, uh, as thyself, you know, and all those things, you know, um, do not repay evil with evil, overcome evil with good, you know, all those things that the Bible tells us to do um, and and, and all of that. And let your light shine, arise and shine for the light is come, you know, let that all men will see my, my good works and glorify my Father in heaven. So all of that I will do as a baseline. But then whatever is God's agenda for me, my nation, my community, my household, those things that are of priority to God at this time, because it says I should seek the things above where Christ is seated. Whatever is God's agenda for for me now, that one I may not necessarily get it from the word of God in the sense that I think Colossians 3 is talking about. It will give me a guideline, so I will be in the space. But the specific discretion, spirit of discretion like we had used about, in terms of what is relevant to my context at the material time that i need to go to the throne room to get that that i have to get where christ is seated at the right hand of the throne of god so there is a place for continuing in the word of god there's a place for following the the teachings of christ letting his words abide in me there's also a place for seeking the things that are above where christ is seated at the right hand of the throne of god i need to write that down so um, there's a place for continuing in the word of God. There's a place for letting the word of God abide in me, mm-hmm. which is the meditation aspect. So there's the meditation aspect of abiding. Then there's the doing aspects, which is where I'm continuing in that word as a lifestyle Then there's the seeking the things which are above. So that's the partnership. Aha, that's the partnership with Christ, with God. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, there's the meditation piece, there's the doing piece, and then there's the partnership with Christ. Thing. And I think that should be the highest. That part, that partnership part. That partnership. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so meditation, doing, and then partnership. Okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. So, First John 2, 24 says, and by the way, BibleProject.com talks a lot about this partnership between God and man. And, you know, the Bible Project talks a lot about how this has been, what God has been after since the beginning of you know, the Garden of Eden, which is why he said man, you know, he made man his own image and he gave him dominion over the works of his hands. God has always been after this partnership. So it's really instructive that I'm led to muse about this now, talking about this partnership between God and man. So Colossians 2, 6 says, Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. And we all know how Christ lived. So, and I guess that's why the epistles were written for our own sake. So those of us who didn't live in the days of Christ, we can read and see how Christ lived, how he walked, you know, the things that he did, how he gave his life fully to serving the needs of others and how the word of God was a very strong part of his life. His prayer habits, his relationship with the God, with God the Father, God the Holy Spirit as well. How he put the word of God and the will and the purpose of God first in everything that he did. And how he made his natural life on earth count for God. I think is one of the key lessons that I have um, in terms of following um, Jesus. And of course, Jesus says, if you will follow me, um, you know, you, you take up, you deny yourself. So there's a self-denial, self-control piece. Take up your cross and you follow me. Yeah. And the word of God shows us how to do that on a day-to-day basis. So First John 2.24 says, let that abide in you which you have heard from the beginning which is what we have heard from christ and it says if what you have heard abides in you you will also abide in the son and in the father so again what we have heard is the word of god so He says if what we have heard that word that we have heard we've allowed it to stay if i have allowed it to abide in me to stay not to be taken away by the fowls of the air just like you know the sower the parable of the sower explained says i will also abide in the soul so the key to abiding in him is really making sure that what i have heard from the beginning that's the word of god does not depart from my heart and my mouth exactly what is i was written in joshua 1 verse 8 i think this is the baseline for getting into this partnership with the lord because really now as i'm thinking about it really this Abide in him and abide in you. The Bible, God said that is so that we can bear much fruit. So it is all about the partnership. It's all about me exercising the dominion of Christ on earth in such a way that the fruits that God desires in terms of showing forth his light and his power on earth through the lives of men and securing, you know, his purpose for creation, of which man is the heart and center of it. That is the end game of what God wants. That his glory may be seen upon the earth. That I be the light of the world. And you know, 2 Timothy says God will not, that he wants us to pray for all men because he doesn't wish that any perish, but that he, may, he wishes that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Why does he want all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth? So that they can be like him. So that they can walk with him and be perfect. So that they can partner with him for the good of all creation. So that the world can return to the state that it was at the beginning. When he looked at all of it and he said it was good. Because honestly anybody looking at the world right now. You cannot look at this world. If you look at this world and you say it's good. Except you're just looking at the raw virgin creation. But if you look at the world the way which it operates the sickness the corruption the sin the perversion the cruelty the suffering this is not this was not god's plan this was not god's plan for humanity at all it's very far from what was described in genesis 1. and god has not given up on that vision i now know why jesus said Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I think that's that's really what God wants. That's what this abide in him is about. So the abide in him is not just because, so that I will be feel good with myself. And that's because, that's why he says, he who abides in me and I he bears much fruit. God wants me to be fruitful in that abiding. And that fruit, like we all know, when a tree bears fruit, it's not for the tree, really, actually. When the fruits of the tree are actually for other people to come and eat to benefit others wow isn't that kind of instructive of the kind of god that we serve though so but i i mean i will abide in him i will benefit because of course i will have answer to prayers i will be fruitful i you know i will be full of life my joy will be full there's a scripture that says that you know that joy will be full. we'll read that tomorrow Wow, this is awesome. But at the end of the day, other people will also be blessed through me. My relationship with God will actually bless other people. That's so amazing. And you know, I I, I have said this so many times in previous podcasts and I, I, I almost don't want to say it again, but I just find that there is such a misalignment, a distance between what we hear so much in faith circles these days, the self-focused teaching, almost like motivational self-improvement type of, you know, thing that we hear, whereas everything, when you read the scriptures, you read the scriptures, everything about God is about blessing others through you and blessing others through me in as much as god will still bless me but that blessing is never 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 primarily just for me alone that is never god's intent i am i because and, and christ was a channel of blessing you know so to follow him i also have to be a channel of blessing i mean that's that's just it um, I cannot be a well. God, God doesn't want me to be a well of blessing. He wants me to be a river, a river, a river, a river, a river that channels into several streams and purifies them, changes black water into pure, clean streams. He wants me to be a branch in His tree of life. Yes, 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 yes. He is the vine. jesus john 15 he actually said we've read that before he said that it is where you bear much fruit that that is where you will prove to be my disciples wow much fruit and you can imagine what jesus would define as much fruit did i mean definitely i know i'm very far from that then because the person that raised the dead that you know what 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 (laughs) anyway i think the starting point is meditation let his words abide in me and then i abide i continue in his word which is the doing and then i will get into that part i will progress into the partnership with god and i think we have examples in the bible as well because i think the disciples also started that they spent a lot of time engaging with his word while he was on earth And then they started doing the word, they actually went out and started, you know, um, preaching the gospel to people, baptizing and and also, you know, casting out demons, healing, laying hands and all that. And by the time Jesus left, they were fully in the partnership mode to the point that Christ's agenda, it became their own agenda and they lived and died for it. Okay, so now I understand why Jesus said that um, you have to bear your own cross. Abiding in Jesus is not rice and beans. It comes at a price, at a cost. One really has to. The Bible says, yeah, 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 you have to die. You have to lose your own life. You know, we have to set aside my own purpose, my own agenda, and take on God's agenda for mankind. But I I think the important thing for me, and I'm going to bring this to a close because we will continue on this music. I really like this. I like this. This is an exploratory musing and i'm sure you can tell from my voice that i'm learning this is not me teaching i'm not this is not a teaching music at all this is shola learning at the feet of the master i just happen to be recording it this is 100 percent me just meditating i'm learning as i am speaking and i thank god for that and i i pray and i hope that everyone that is listening and that god will draw even onto today's this particular segment and episode we'll also be learning at the feet of the master as well and that god will give each and every one of us a seed that will be ingrained in our hearts in our souls in our minds with a context that will take hold and take root and that this seed will bear fruit a hundredfold even unto the coming of the king in jesus name amen 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 and amen so my last scripture will therefore be first john 15 verse 10 which he says if you keep my commandments you will abide in my love just as i have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love so everything and i think this is a good place to end it today because what it therefore means is that the motive behind everything that god is doing why he wants me to abide in him why christ wants me to abide to continue in his word Why he wants me to bear much fruit, why he wants me to meditate upon that word, to do that word, and to get to the point where I can be in a partnership with God. It is all about his love. God loves us, and he doesn't want any of us to perish. Thank you, Father. I've ever really uh, thank you. This is awesome. So I would like to come into partnership with you and I do realize like your children, so many, Abraham, Moses, David, Daniel, these were people that spent a lot of time hiding your word in their hearts and taking conscious effort to do that word, even in captivity, even at great risk to their lives, they obeyed. They hid their words in the, your words in their hearts so that they may not sin against you. I pray, O Lord, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and that I help with the courage and the faith and the strength to follow in the footsteps of them who have come before me. And that I may be a true worshipper, Lord, worshipping you in spirit and in truth, a hearer and a doer of the word. And that I enter into partnership with you so that I begin to bear much fruit and fulfill your purpose for my life abiding in your love, keeping your commandments. To your praise and glory, in Jesus' name, Amen.